0: Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in him
1: is hard, it's like trying to find God. You're the only
0: one in your camp with cheese, you pay for everything they eat, man, that insecurity is deep, nice, no names, these are just theories if you hear me, baby, it's home, you must admit it's kind of eerie, baby, like Kim camp in the sky.
2: Grand Rising, everybody, welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holliday, and I want to welcome you to this thorough Thursday, but since our resident life coach is in the building, Curtis Calhoun. Y'all know it's a think it through Thursday. He's going to be giving us some real life or tips we can use. We're now up to tip number five, y'all. So I'll be kind of ending the show with Curtis, but I get to start the show with Brenda Leakes, who is the head of school for Seattle Girls School. And they have a new building uh, and it looks like there's going to be some different programs and uh, specific approaches that they're taking. I'm really excited to dive in with Brenda as well. But of course, y'all know it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Please tag and share this stream. This is how we get more and more people to know about what we're doing here. So, you know, tag and share the stream, y'all. We appreciate y'all for doing it. Uh, If you know anybody who want to benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey, make sure you share this with them. And the top of the show is the best time to do that. Uh, If they miss it, don't worry. You can find us on the restream, on YouTube. You know, we're all over the place on all these platforms, so no problem. And also, if you can't watch us, we still got you covered. All of our shows are podcasts as well. We're on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it. Uh, Any of the 200 plus podcast platforms. I love being able to say that because it still blows my mind. But If you cannot watch our shows, you can find us there. Just search Converge Media Network and search The David Trey. You guys will find me right there. I also want to say huge shout out to all of our listeners from all over the globe. It's just phenomenal to know that our media that we're creating here in the Pacific Northwest is resonating with so many all over the globe. Thank you guys for listening and also for sharing the podcast. If you're really enjoying it, make sure you guys are sharing it there as well because that's how we get this impact media into all of the corners of the world. It is through all of your sharing and through your talking about it. We still know that word of mouth is one of the biggest ways to to market anything. So we appreciate y'all for being out there and for talking about it. And I got to send a huge shout out to some of our most dedicated fans out there. You guys know y'all are part of this family um, that continue to give to Converge every month. We want to just give you guys a huge shout out as well. I was blessed this morning to walk in and see a gift on my desk from Linda Julian, one of our uh, most dedicated watchers and listeners. Thank you so much, Linda, for the amazing messages you send me and for your dedicated support. I can't wait to open that box and dive into the goodies you brought me. Thank you so much. Um, But also, you guys, we got some messages for y'all. Y'all know I've been talking about this, the Commercial Tenant Improvement Fund. This is a fund brought on by Office of Economic Development, $1.9 million invested into this fund for small businesses. If you're looking to get into commercial space or you need to change the commercial space you're in, this fund right here is really going to help you. You can apply for up to $100,000 in grant funding that'll go to, you know, literally improve the commercial space you're in or trying to occupy. And this is huge. You know, I think uh, as we started doing more and more community development, we realized early on um, with the Liberty Bank building, honestly, that was my first experience with this, that, hey, the commercial space can be affordable all day long, but to get in this space and occupy the space is something totally different. So this fund is necessary. And oftentimes it's when we know more, we can create more programs that fill the void. So I just want to give a huge shout out to Office of Economic Development for understanding this need and for stepping up to the plate to make sure that our small businesses are being taken care of and able to access these funds. So if you guys know of anybody who could benefit from this or you yourself can, make sure you guys go to the website, Do the application. They're making it simple for you. Apply for the funds you need so that you can be occupying these brick and mortar spaces. We need more of y'all opening up anyway. (laughs) Also, um, Friends of Waterfront, y'all, they are keeping it active on Pier 62. You guys can check out all of the amazing events they have going on not just on the weekends, but throughout the week. You guys see we've been saying this because they have some fun stuff even going on today. As you can see, look at that skater up there doing it. Wow. So make sure you guys connect with Friends of Waterfront. Um, I appreciate their intentionality to bring culturally relevant events to the pier, but also really making it clear the pier is for all of us, right? Um, I think even for me, as a Seattleite, you know, I didn't always go because I'm like, oh, it's touristy. You know, if you go to the market, it's touristy. You just, you know, I kind of be wanting to get in and get out. But I really have uh, loved all of the events that I've been able to participate in down there at Pier 62, and I really uh, feel the love from Friends of Waterfront and and what they're doing to make sure that all of us feel welcome in that space. So shout out to y'all. We are Appreciate y'all. I got a a little thing here because we've been talking about black businesses. This is Black Business Month. Y'all saw that, you know, my guy, my twin, Trey Simmons was on the show recently, but we did a good recap of what happened last Saturday right there at Garfield Park. You guys will see that Trey Simmons and a bunch of other folks were involved in this amazing backpack drive. Check this out. Simmons, we're at Garfield High School. I'm the Community Development Manager for Emergency Feeding Program. Our mission is just to give back, just to give back whatever we can. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Emergency Feeding Program, to Soulmates, to Bad Clothing, to Northwest Kidney Center, to Central District SBK Clothing. This one was special to me because I got a lot of local vendors in this community that that I, that I wanted to be that I wanted to join. Um, and it was also special to me because I brought it back to the CD, brought it back to where I went to high school at, brought it back to where I coach at.
0: I came through with some uh, school supplies with my guys, um, soul mates, they're out here with us, uh, rich bag members, they're out here with us. It's the purpose is just to get back to the community, make sure everybody gets school supplies and backpacks. We got food trucks over there. It's just a dope event. And you know, we out here today just to Bring the community together, and uh, you know, just show that we support the community just as much as they support us. Coming here, providing value, man. I mean, you know, we all grew up in this neighborhood, so you know, it's very instrumental to us, man, that uh, you know we provide value and give back to the, you know the kids from this community. We're raffling off shoes and clothes from Soulmates,
2: um, and we have Washington Therapy and Wellness here, so um, we're just providing as much as we can to the community to give back. I know I can't change nobody's life, but I can change somebody's day. My name is Trey Simmons, it's a backpack giveaway, signing out. Shout out to my twin Trey Simmons doing it big right there at Garfield, and I gotta say, what a phenomenal event! So many amazing local vendors involved because they understand the needs of our families, and this was one of the largest backpack drives Trey has done thus far. Shout out to all the folks who were involved, and I really love seeing these kind of efforts, you guys, and especially bringing it back to our alma mater, Trey, go Bulldogs! Right there at Garfield, just. A phenomenal feat, and y'all know Converge be on the ground, man, getting these stories live and direct to you. So, shout out to the entire Converge team who was out there to be sure that we were able to capture this amazing event. Well, after this short break, you guys, I get to dive into a really interesting discussion. I'm excited for this so I can learn a little bit more about Miss Brenda Leakes, who is the head of school for Seattle Girls School. I can't wait to dive in with her, figure out what their new approach is going to be, and how how they're building programs, but also she has a grand opening that she's going to be sharing with us as well as they have a new building, which looks amazing. So you guys want to hear this. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The David Trey.
1: Hey y'all my name is nicole harvey and i proudly serve as the director of community and family engagement at seattle jazz ed and i'm here to let y'all know that we're getting to launch our fall programming the first week of october so if you're a student or you know a student between the grades 4 through 12 that is interested in playing music whether they're a beginner or they've been playing for a long time we have saved a seat for you For more information, please visit our website at www.seattlejazzed.org. All of our programs and classes are offered on a sliding scale tuition policy, which means that families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked. We also have free loaner instruments available for every student to use. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us via email or by phone at programs at seattlejazzed.org or 206-324-5299. Lastly, we just want to let y'all know that we're hosting a blog party on Thursday, August 25th from 5 to 8 p.m. There's going to be free food, music, and it's going to be a really good time. So for more information, please visit our website. You can also check it out on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Thanks, y'all. Hope to see you soon.
2: Guess what, you guys! Portland Hip Hop Week is August 20th through 27th, and Converge Media is proud to be an official partner. Of course, it's your buddy Basil Gordon here, and you already know the Converge team is literally going to head south on I-5 to celebrate hip hop culture in the Rose City. Portland Hip Hop Week is literally jam-packed with dope events, including the Hip Hop Skate Party hosted by DJ OG One, Hip Hop Wine and Chill at the Abbey Creek Winery. There's also a DJ Workshop hosted by Grand Wizard. Theodore, and let's not forget Portland Hip Hop Week's biggest night, the 2022 Star Wars, and this year, they're celebrating women in hip hop. You can get more information by visiting pdxhiphopweek.com, and of course you can head over to my blog at jammy1075.com, just search Vesa.
0: Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more, and people seem to always think giving means money, but nah, bro, It's like, you can give time, you can give understanding, you can give access, you can give a listening ear and an open heart you can give and share your god-given gifts and talents but you just got to give
2: welcome back everybody to the david trey i'm your host trey holiday and joining me right now in the black media matter studios and on my very comfortable living room set is miss brenda leaks with seattle girl school hi brenda Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad that you are able to make time in your busy schedule. I mean, you you got to start off by telling us a bit about your background, because to become head of school means you've had to have a real dedication in education for some years to get to this point. Tell us a bit about that.
3: Yeah, so I'll start by saying that I'm a Philly native uh, who is a transplant here to Seattle. I think most people are. You might be one of the only people I've met <laughs> recently who's actually from Seattle. Um, I became a teacher because my life was positively impacted by teachers. I am, you can't see because I'm sitting down, but I'm about six foot one. I'm a very tall person. I'm actually the shortest person in my family, two brothers, my dad, my mom, all taller than me. But um, when I was in middle school, I, went my, I moved from the Philadelphia area out to the suburbs of Allentown, um, and I was the only student of color in my school for multiple grades above me and behind me. Mm -hmm. And I started, it was in middle school where I'm, when I moved and I started to turn into myself, literally like physically reducing my size shrinking. And I had a teacher who saw something in me and she was the drama teacher and she would, we would practice and she would say, Brenda, take up all of your space. Right. And when she would walk down the hall and she'd see me like this, she'd go, Brenda, and I'd be like, you know, and so when she said to me, hey, you should think about the debate team. I said, okay. When she said, hey, have you thought about running for student council? I said, okay. Right. Because this person saw something in me. I also had a strong foundation of Black women and Black men who were raising me to be as strong as I could in myself. Um, And all of that together helped me become the first person in my family to graduate from college. Um, And it was no surprise to me, maybe a little bit to my family. They wanted me to be a doctor or a banker or something that made a little bit more money. (laughs) But I became a teacher because it was the teachers in my life who made a difference for me and help me get on this path to help um, educate and make a difference for other people. Um, So yeah, I, I put in the work, I, you know, was a teacher for a number of years, went to graduate school to become an administrator um, was administrator at a number of schools. And then when Seattle girls school, when that opportunity came up, it was, big and fast. Um, I had known about the school in advance. I had seen some of the work that was happening there. And I knew that that was a place where what I believe about education, what I believe about how we connect with kids was going to be happening. And so I jumped.
2: Wow. I mean, such a powerful story. I, I, personally, it's one of my favorite ways of starting interviews because you never know what brought somebody to where they are to this day. Tell us a bit about some of the impact that you had as a teacher and all of your previous experience that you're bringing to SGS.
3: Yes. So, Um, you know, the thing about working at a private school is that you're, you're in a community where people choose to be there, right? And so I think what's powerful about that is that people come together around the mission of the school. Um, and you, there's, there is some selectivity, right? As, as a private school, we get to connect with people and they get to connect with us to see, is this the right fit for the student, for the family, and you know, for the school. Um, I started out in public schools. Uh, And I think I'm really grateful that I did because um, it was a really powerful example for me of how you have to educate everyone who comes through the door, whether they believe in what you're doing or not, right? right? You have to find a way to connect to who they are, connect them to what you're doing so that they can see themselves moving forward, even if they don't see it when they walk right through the doors of your classroom. Um, And I think those are the lessons that, that stick with me the most, the ways in which as a first year teacher in Baltimore City Public Schools, where I had, you know, very few resources. I was a Spanish teacher making up the material as I went along up there, making a fool out of myself in front of the kids, trying to get them to, you know, you want to speak Spanish. Spanish is awesome. Come on, let's do this. Um, and bringing that enthusiasm for learning and seeing people for who they are and how they walk through the door. I think those are the, the two biggest things that that I took from my broad experience and brought to Seattle Girls School, for sure. Well,
2: I think it's just important. You know, I, I was sharing with Brenda, y'all, my little sister, shout out to you, Tracy, Michael. Uh, my little sister went to SGS, right? And I, I realized that that's where she started to really cement some of her lifelong friendships. There's mm-hmm. something really specific about um, middle school years as you were just sharing in, in your own experience that really shape who you are. You, you know, you take some of that confidence you or insecurity you take those things into high school and beyond. And oftentimes you got to be intentional to work through them. But I I really saw how SGS was impactful to my sister. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that unfortunately began to trend was they started with a large population of young black women. Mm -hmm. And some of the folks that I know that when some of those original courts were like, man, if you look at the school now, it's not really the same. Tell us a bit about some of these new approaches that you're bringing to SGS.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the, what you're mentioning is real, right? And it's real not just for SGS, but it's real for the Central District, right? 20 years ago when SGS was being founded, the founding team decided to locate the school at MLK and Jackson because that was the community that we wanted to be based in. All of the joy, all the excellence, all of the fight, right? Those were the lessons that for an all girls school and a school serving girls and, and gender nonconforming students, we wanted to make sure those were the messages that were being heard by our students that were being shared echoed in the community, because as a school, we use the community as an extension of our classroom. Um, so 20 years ago, the population of black people in the Central District was probably what, close to 40%, whereas now it's less than 10%. And I think we've seen a similar trend in our enrollment at, at SGS. Um, when the school first started in those first couple of years, the majority of our students of color were black students. Um, and now the majority of our students of color are multiracial students, mm-hmm. which of course reflects the reality of, of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we serve students from, I think, 32 or 33 uh, different zip codes in the Seattle region. So it's a broad reach that we have and a diverse group of students who come into our school. About 40% of the students currently are students of color, but most of them identify as multiracial mm-hmm. not black mm-hmm. um, and it's something that we are certainly thinking about and trying to to think broadly about um, as i shared with the 32 or 33 zip codes for our school we, most of the students still come from um, 98144, 98122. We're starting to get more students from 98118, right? We're, we're stri- starting to extend south because that's where our Black families went, yeah. right? Um, we're really excited about the light rail. That's probably one of the biggest things that we're looking forward to um, because our new location is at. Massachusetts and 25th, right? Mm-hmm. So right around the corner, right across the street from Nam, mm-hmm. right? And right around the corner from where the new light rail station is coming in at Judkins Park. Um, and we are already laying the foundation so that we can have relationships with families who live further south so that they know who we are and they will feel comfortable when transportation isn't an issue because it is in this city um, for them to be able to, to send their students to, to SGS, Um, It's also important to us that we don't create relationships that are one way. You know what I mean? there are a lot of programs out there that are like, how can we get into these communities and get great students, right? That's not who we are. We're trying to build relationships with community partners who are trying to help support students. And sometimes we have relationships where we don't actually end up getting students from those programs, but we still try to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still try to uplift what they do. Uh, and that's important to us as we're we're working to cement our footprint in the CD as well as to become a real partner Um you know, for the community as well.
2: I think all of that is super important. And you are absolutely right in terms of the changing demographics, which does make sense. And I appreciate the approach you all are taking uh, from a relational perspective. You know, right. Uh, uh, We understand in all schools, the kids are the bag, right? Mm. There's like you get a certain amount of dollars for every student and scholar that is in your institution. But it can't be a transactional thing. And yeah. I think some schools approach it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because you have this private school environment, you're able to really change that approach and be intentional in building relationship with families and community partners to also understand some of the ways that you can approach building relationship. Mm-hmm. I, so I really appreciate that. I think that's mm-hmm. a, the key to any kind of educational institution. Um Lastly, you know, what are some of the programs that you're excited about? I mean, you got this new building, this new school. Clearly, you guys are doing something phenomenal coming up this weekend. I want you to be able to share that and tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're you know, excited about in terms of highlights of programming.
3: Yeah so um SGS is all about helping our students see themselves in their futures now right so we have curricular things and programs where our students are challenged to be doctors today and they have a medical exam that they have to pass they're challenged to be lawyers today and we partner to have our students actually in a courtroom doing a mock trial so what we're really looking forward to is expand expanding and deepening that and what the building does that we couldn't do before is we had to go out we had to go out into the community and use the amazing resources that Seattle has to offer, but we couldn't bring the community in because we had no space. It was real nooks and crannies <laughs> in our building, you know, some duct tape and a lot of love, right? And we're excited to be able to invite the community in um, to, to hopefully share our space, open our doors. We actually built the building with the intention of being able to provide part of the space to be used for the community. And as we think about expanding the, the our facilities, we want to continue to do that. Um, so that's what we're probably most excited about. Um, it's it's going to be a great future for the school.
2: This sounds amazing. Uh, make sure folks know because you guys got the grand opening coming up we this do. weekend. Tell us about those, uh, the, those details. You can look right there and also let folks know how they can connect with SGS and with you if maybe they have a young scholar and they're looking to bring them to SGS.
3: Wonderful. Um, yes. So our grand opening is this Saturday. Um, that is the 27th. And it's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at our campus at Massachusetts and 25th. You can find us at our website, www.seattlegirlschool.org. Um, we're going to be there all day. We have a big program. We'll be we'll be cutting the ribbon right around 1030. But you can join us and see a tour, meet some of the people. I'll be there. I'd love to see any of you stop by. Um, thanks for taking some time to learn more about Seattle Girls School.
2: Miss um, Brenda Liggs, thank you for bringing your brilliance here to Seattle to grace the halls of SGS um, and thank you so much for your intentional approach. I look forward to connecting with you more as things are go- developing at SGS. This is a place where you can come and bring that information for sure. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for thank joining
3: you. me. Thank
2: you. <laughs> oh, It's so great to hear about all these amazing things going on in our community and y'all know we got amazing discussion yet to be had right after after this short break, when I sit down with our resident life coach, Coach Curtis Calhoun is in the building, y'all. It is time for us to be thinking it through with real life Or tip number five. Stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The David Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl Baeza. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is resident life coach of the day with Trey, Mr. Curtis Calhoun. Is in the building. What's up, Curtis?
0: B, Trey, how you doing? Hey,
2: the original real lifer in the, the building. I'm good. <laughs> how are you?
0: I'm great. I've been doing good.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we always love to do a good recap. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I got some slides for you today. Appreciate but that. just, you know, tell us a bit about some some good recap of the last four tips that you've shared.
0: Okay. Number one, uh, real lifer, point one, is a real lifer gives 100% at everything they do. That's number one. Number two is a real lifer... Uh, is 110% responsible for everything that they think, feel, say, and do. Mm. Uh, And then a real lifer uh, uh, makes their word bond and keep it impeccable is number three. Number four is a real lifer pursues personal growth and development daily.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because you always have some good points under these real life or tips. Tell us a bit about tip number five.
0: Tip number five. It's a good one because it kind of flies under the radar when you look at it. Real life or uh, number five is a real life or sets an intention for the day every day. Now, that may on top seem like oh, well, I set goals all the time. Right. But it's a little deeper than that, where real life or point number one is a real life or uh, uh just blank that up. Yeah, <laughs> no like problem. That. So you, you, the 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 real lifer, sees in your that's number two. Two, Seize your mind what you feel acting ways to manifest it. So that's number two actually. So real lifer, uh, the the first one is uh, being able to to see that in your mind what you want, and then think, feel, speak, and act in ways to be able to manifest that. Mm-hmm.
2: This is something that I think is important because when you talk about the building blocks Mm -hmm. to the tips, these other points really set up the foundation for that. Mm -hmm. And you could talk about intention all day, right? Like, oh, no, I got every day I got good intentions to be, you know, great, you know, but. How you do that is important. So if you're not manifesting, if you're not seeing it, you're not going to be able to manifest it. Curtis, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the other one is that you want to make sure through your life or 5.3 is you want to make sure when you set the intention that you don't end the day without meeting that intention, because what that does is it strengthens your will or it weakens your will right yeah so there's been times that I set an intention I'll wake up in the middle of the night oh I didn't do that and I'll get up in the middle of the night to do that to just keep myself honest and stay consistent with what I say I want
2: Curtis I'm gonna tell you right now I need to do that when it comes to this working out oh <laughs> I'm sorry coach Pasqualina. you know I mean it, it's just been a whirlwind right and i got to find the time to be like nope I'm gonna send that check mark right now today I don't care but it. It it hasn't quite manifested like that yet. I need yeah. to I need to see it every day to manifest it, Curtis. But you also have a tip where you're talking about money, time, and energy, right? Or exactly. money, energy, and time. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about that tip there as well. So that one I have it here as 5.2.
0: 5.2. So that one's important because uh what it is, everything that we do in life, we're gonna uh pay in some way. And generally we pay in with those three things, mets. I call them mets money, energy, or time. Now, the energy piece, we pay with physical energy by actually doing the work or we pay with mental energy, which uh, is the thought that precedes the work.
2: Mm. This is something that I think Again, when you talk about these tips, you're so right. Cause you're like, oh yeah, people think about this all the time. But putting it down allows you to really be focused on what you need to do to accomplish that particular tip, right? Yeah. Like otherwise, it's just all in your head. Like, even for me, there's certain things where I'm like, okay, the way I eat or me working out or this or that. And it's like, yeah, I if I start just making it a habit, then you just become in you you kind of get into that automatic pilot mode. I feel like that's where you're really really like you're, you're greasing the wheels there, Curtis. Right. And you're allowing all of these tips to really be how you are every day. I mean, tell us about some of the ways that you really have manifested this real life or tip in your own life.
0: Well, through real life it's the 12 principles, right? So every day it's my intention to be able to fulfill each one of those 12 principles that I've created, because I know every time I check one of those boxes, I'm being the person I want to be and how I want to show up in the world. And by doing that, I know by being able to check all 12 of those boxes, then I'm going to be able to create the outcomes and results that I want in my life at a higher degree as I would if any of those boxes are unchecked
2: Yeah. I think that this is important because you got to have a practice of it. Mm -hmm. So do you actually have like a notebook where you're like, all right, did this, did that or set it out? Tell us a bit about some of the practical. Yeah, there's uh, actually a
0: a checklist that goes along with it. So Mm -hmm. once, you know, I work with somebody on this, you get obviously the 12 points of the real lifer. But then you get a checklist, a weekly checklist, all seven days. They have each of the 12 lifer principles on there. And then you check the boxes. Every day, based on whether you did it or not. Now, at the end of the seven days, you can kind of see where there's holes, where boxes haven't been checked. And now you can start to see, OK, these are the areas that I need to work in to be able to uh, improve You know how I show up.
2: Yeah, this isn't. Look, I mean, look, I might need a little, a little you know, because right there, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, um, in my spiritual practice. Right. It's like, all right, I got to set intentions to, you know, meditate daily, right? Yeah. And I so, and so I've just created a thing where I'm like, okay, before I get out of bed, I'm gonna get my meditation in or before I go to sleep, I'm gonna get my meditation in. So there's these things that I have just been able to create as automatic kind of pilot things that keep me going in that regard. And then I start realizing, okay, how do I build on this? You know, how am I gonna incorporate Qigong on the days where I just know I need to get up and do it, right? Yeah. All of these kind of things are, for me, um, have become real important in my life. Uh, Yet I don't have a daily thing where I'm just like, Mm. "I, I did do that. What I started doing, and this has really been helpful for me because I, I think you're absolutely right. Writing things down, yes. having that kind of accountability visually for yourself yep. is really key. So I started adding things to my calendar that I have yes. on my not just because I go by, oh my gosh, by my calendar, my phone. If not, you can forget about it. Oh, y'all. You, you know, It needs to be in, in the calendar there, but physically on my wall, I have a calendar and I just started putting things on there. And then when I look at it over a month of time, I'm like, Ooh, okay. i got it in on these days. Okay, wait, I need to do this or that. So that has been really helpful for me. And I think that's another way that we can really utilize real uh, life or tip number five in terms of Setting those intentions every single day and mm-hmm. figuring out, like, did I do that? Yeah. If I don't write it on the calendar and I got blank days, I'm like, oh, there, you exactly. know, okay, there it is. So that visual is really helpful. Curtis, as always, such a great time with you. Um, I got to give you that space, man. Look mm-hmm. right there. Make sure people know <laughs> how to catch up with our real life or Coach Curtis Calhoun.
0: Yep. You can catch up with me at CurtisCalhoun.com or Curtis at Cal- R. Calhoun on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And if you want any uh, of the real life or tips, uh, if you want the, the checklist, or if you want to take advantage of some of the other tools that I offer, you can uh, join on or cl- check the website and get access to those there.
2: There it is right there. Thank you so much for bringing these tips to our audience and to me. I need Thank these you. in my life. And every time, <laughs> like even reading them to this, this morning and going through, I was like, Man, Curtis, be on point. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Trey. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, you guys, we have reached the end of the show. And I know we keep going over y'all. So, you know, it's it's 30 minutes plus at this point. That's all right. Because I want to make sure that our guests get the time that they need to tell their story so you can be inspired. That's always my goal here is to create impact media. We want these stories to be impactful to you in your life obviously, I want y'all to see yourself as a part of the solution. Y'all know that's my moniker, and it's because when more of us are doing that, the better our world becomes. Trust and believe. They want us to be so busy that we don't engage, but when we do, when we bring our time, talent, and treasure out to the public, into the community, into different sectors of a community, whatever it is that you can do, do it so that you can be part of the solution, y'all. We need y'all out here. I want to thank Miss Brenda Leakes for being here, sharing her story with us and why it's important for her to be head of school right now for SGS. It's an exciting time for them. Make sure you guys tune in. If you want to come and look at their amazing community event space down there in their new building, she gave you the details. They're going to be there on Saturday. You guys can check them out from 1030, from the ribbon cutting all the way to two. But she said, look, we're going to be there throughout the day. You know, connect with them. Uh, I think them being so embedded in the community means that we now have another opportunity to build relationship with that institution. So make sure you guys check that out. And of course, Curtis always has his website available to all of you. want to give him a huge shout out for bringing his real lifer tips to this audience. It's so important for us to be thinking about these things, but to literally do them, sometimes that's another thing. So I'm so glad that he's a great embodiment of what that looks like. And anybody in the community that knows Mr. Curtis R. Calhoun will tell you he really is a real lifer himself. He embodies these principles every single day. And it's really something inspiring for me to look up to and say, man, all right, I know I'm doing my part to a certain degree. How can I do it better? That's what Curtis does for me. So I hope you guys are inspired out there to see yourself as a part of the solution as well. Well, I'll be off tomorrow. Doesn't mean the show will be, but I have to let my father rest in paradise. We are gonna be laying him to rest tomorrow. Uh, for all of y'all who know my dad and those who you know me, we will be at the Bonnie Watson in SeaTac for one to 3.30 doing his services and then we'll be bringing the repast right here to the community at Langston Hughes. Shout out to Langston for their love and for really being a partner uh, in these services. You know, when these ha- things happen to all of us in our families, it's like we're trying to figure everything out. And it was so great for me to know that I could connect with some folks and say, hey, look, we need to make this happen and we want to bring it back to the CD. And it was no problem. They are have been so accommodating. So shout out to you, Miss Amanda Licorish. I appreciate you and the team over at Langston for opening your doors. We'll be there tomorrow from four to seven. Y'all, you know, it's going to be some good food. We're going to be celebrating my dad. That's what we have to do is celebrate our lives. And you know what? My dad was such a huge inspiration to me. What I want to do is be an inspiration to y'all. So I will see you guys on Monday at 11 a.m. And until then,